Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Practical Wisdoms at Work podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by Amanda. Hello. And our special guest, Michael G. Colburn. Now, Mike, is it okay to call you Mike? It's absolutely okay. okay. Please do. <laughs> Well, I already knew that, everybody, but I wanted to share, <laughs> share with you that Mike's career has focused on founding and running businesses based on creativity and design. So this is going to be a great episode. Uh, in 2005, he and his wife, Mary Esther Treat, launched Ideas Well Done. So it's a firm that focuses exclusively on inventing new products and bringing them to the marketplace. Since then, Mike has created over 25 inventions that have generated millions of dollars in revenue, and his patents issued in has had patents issued in multiple countries. So, wow, that is fantastic, Mike. And this year, he published a book called "Invent, Innovate, and Prosper: A Step-by-Step Guide to Successful Inventing." So, this is going to be absolutely perfect for our audience to listen about and not only that the book has received a professional review of four out of four stars from the online book club so welcome mike i'm really excited to be out today well thank you lynn i'm very pleased to be here all right well let's you know just dive right into this topic because i know that many of our audience you know they may be considering a change in career or really pursuing a passion or maybe even having a side hustle so with your success um and i know that you have a bold belief in inventing and i'm going to use one of your your quotes you don't need to be lucky or a genius to be a successful inventor you just need a clear process to identify opportunities, spark ideas, and bring them to market. So how has this concept evolved over time and become your core mantra? Um, it's a good question. That to some extent, I believe that everyone is an inventor because we, we invent stories for children, we invent a new creative meal for dinner. You know, we, we all invent something in many different ways. Um, my belief is that by following a creative process, people can create useful and meaningful things that can be classified as inventions, which can innovate processes, products, and services, and deliver financial rewards. Most all professions have principles and guidelines that help people succeed. The, the process, the evolution of the process started when we sold the manufacturing business. Um, it was built on one of my inventions, and we took it to national level, and it was successful. And I, but I sold it to go back to the creative field. Um, I retained a group of employees with varied talents, who lacked an understanding of how to turn those talents into valuable inventions. Um, we created ideas well done with that that group of people and had to develop a process to use repeatedly to successfully create products. I basically put it together as a training um, for uh, my people. I looked for help on how to do this by reading books, and I didn't find what I was looking for in existing books. So when our son-in-law took over, after years of running the business, took over the business ideas well done, I wrote the book I could have used. 
And what I write about in Invent, Innovate, and Prosper is tried and true examples proven to take an inventive problem from discovery to market. So, Mike, you talk about researching in books and studying history's great creators. When you did all of that, what did you learn and what set them apart and what commonalities did you discover? Um, I, I've always studied the, the inventors because I learned from them. But by their very nature, inventors are greatly different one from the other. But when, when I started studying them to learn their methods for invention, I found traits and practices that could be documented as a process. Um, that process could be learned, could be practiced, and could be applied by any of us to create or discover unknown results. And as a group, what sets them apart from others, I believe, is a firm belief that with applied thought and effort, they could discover unknown solutions. Um, an example of one commonality is the inventor's mindset. In the book, step one is adopt a mental process that is common to most inventors. And this includes being open-minded, keeping an attitude of confidence, and developing the skills of observation and curiosity. You know, that that's terrific because preparation is so important in everything, any task that you undertake. And those that mindset and, and having that frame of reference is also very important in how you, you know, approach a lot of different situations. And sure. yeah. So when you're looking at, I mean, obviously there's this incredible diversity within creative thinking and industries and fields, specialities. Um, how did the similarities in method from everyone from an artist to um, a songwriter to entrepreneurs um, bring ideas to life? Okay. Um, well, I think in every creative pursuit, regarding invention or any other, starts with defining a destination. And, and in our practice, we call the trip to creation a pathway. The, the master in my hobby is a long distance walking, so we, we thought we'd have some fun with this theme. And our website is called <laughs> inventingpathways.com. And the symbolism is that to follow the, the path to its destination. Um, the art of creating anything has to start with an end destination in mind. It might be hazy, it might not be clear, you might not know every twist and turn of how you're going to get there, but you've defined where you're headed when you start out. So I think that's true throughout all types of creation. In inventing, our direction starts by finding and defining a problem that needs to be solved with an invention. We say that to get really good at inventing, you have to get really good at finding problems. The solution to a problem is our destination. The artist looking at a blank canvas has to determine, you know, what scent, scene, or theme she's aiming for. When you start a business, it's guided by the destination of creating some value for customers um, with a product or service. Bringing any of these projects to life involves determination to see it through, to reach the end of the path, so to speak. Yeah, I really love that. I really love the idea that to pursue a creative pursuit, you have to define the destination first. 
because it's so yeah. commonly said that mother uh, that necessity is a mother of all invention, right? And so it really makes sense to identify those problems and figure out what kind of solution you would need to address them. So Mike, of the steps that you describe as the process of invention, what step or steps address discovering the unknown? What is what is the key step to invention? Well, this is this is my favorite question. It's um, <laughs> the the key step in discovering the unknown and creating invention is to practice and apply your innate creative process. But um, so many people haven't learned about their creative process that that doesn't always happen. The creative process is really the central theme of, of my book. Um, in researching biographies and even reading mysteries, which I, I referenced in, in book, looking to piece together a common process, I found countless references of applied creative steps. And I never did find a, a defined step-by-step -step process. Um, in short, to master the use of the creative process, we have to use the full potential of our conscious mind and our creative mind. And the conscious mind is the one we hear all the time. It talks to us. It's verbal. It, you know, it's talking in our head now. It controls analysis, reasoning, planning, and, and so many other things. The creative mind is silent and it never talks. It, it works behind the scenes. You know, sometimes it's called the subconscious mind and delivers messages in multiple ways to, to the conscious mind. This is where the breakthrough ideas and the unknown solutions originate. Um, sometimes they originate as fully developed concepts and, and, and sometimes like puzzle pieces and you have to put them together. Um, the conscious and, and creative minds don't always cooperate. Um, I talk about creating a cooperative mind alliance in the book um, where the tools and exercises are there allow each side of the brain to get comfortable with each other and do what they do best in cooperating to deliver creation or invention. Um, a simple example I, I like to use is, is from history, and it's about the author, Robert Louis Stevenson, who wrote Treasure Island, Kidnapped, and um, a bunch of other good books. Um, he had so finely tuned his cooperative mind alliance that when it was time to write a book, which was usually when he ran out of money, he would go to bed and ask his creative brain to deliver a marketable story, and he would wake up the next morning and morning after morning until the, with a complete chapter until the book was complete. Wow. Okay, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have to admit that even with the creative, I keep scratch pads everywhere um, with yeah. pens so that when I have a thought and it strikes me that I can just, because you can be in the middle of doing something, but I can write it down right then. Or even like if I'm watching um, the TV or I'm watching, you know, I'm, you know, whatever it is, um, reading a book, I can write down something that, that it just triggers a thought or an idea. And you're right, all those little bits of paper, I, I will put them in folders <laughs> for yep. something that we're working on as a team to create. And right now, I think one of our course folders, I've got all kinds of little bits of paper um, along the way that I build up 
like you said, because it's like this journey. So that that's great. I think that it's that's so funny. Important. I did the same. I did the same exact thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and then and then you try to reassemble all the little pieces of paper, you know. Yeah, but you can just tap out, into but... that, right? I mean, I always have these That's great right. thoughts, like, because I, I let my mind wander, especially when I shower. And sometimes I can't even remember where I'm at, but I do like great creative thinking in the shower. So I have to have yeah. uh, this pen and paper <laughs> waiting for me so I can write it down. And I actually got this uh, notebook that was uh, with the paper called Write in the Rain so it can get wet. So oh, uh, that's amazing. Because I'm the same way. And my, my mom and I used to talk about how we wish there was some kind of something that we could have in the shower to write it down before we forget yeah, to get out yeah. of the shower. It's, it's called R-I-T-E, yeah. Write in the Rain. But yeah, and it's, um, you can, uh, I got a notebook from uh, REI um, here in, I don't know if REI is all over, but uh, yeah, I would imagine someone like L.L. Bean, they might have something the same, like a journal with Write in the Rain paper. And I bet you anything yeah. Amazon has it. So, no, <laughs> as, we, sure. as we digress. Yeah, go That's ahead. a good example of uh, of a of a problem that needed to be solved, and, yeah. and somebody solved it with a you know a simple invention. It's great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great Very example. True. Yeah, and that paper is actually manufactured here in Washington. So oh. very cool. I look for it. Yeah, um, it's a very specific brand, right in the rain. Yeah. Um, okay. So okay, so. Um, Let's move on to, I'd love to hear some highlights of your step-by-step -step system. I'm all about, you know, with my previous background with being a COO about operations and, you know, and having that roadmap. And I love, you know, your analogy to a pathway or a journey. So uh, how you would follow that to launch a profitable invention. And, you know, what are some of the real life lessons that could surprise you, but at the same time help you thrive? Okay, um, I'll talk about the steps a little bit first. Um, there, there are 18 steps defined in the invention creation process, and I think each one of them has something valuable to offer and helping to establish the habit of creating, whether it's an invention or something else. One of the important aspects of the cooperative mind is the cooperative mind alliance that I just mentioned. Another step is recognizing when you're receiving messages from your subconscious or creative brain, because it isn't always obvious. And also an important step is investing enough time in learning about your problem you are solving, because we, we too often take off with our ideas and, and, and start creating without having the background understanding needed to create worthy solutions. So generating ideas, enhancing good ideas, evaluating ideas, testing theories, building prototypes, basic market research. These are, these are all steps necessary in the process uh, covered in the books that is necessary to bring a product to launch. And launching solutions is discussed uh, as, a, as a step uh, at the end of the book in, in the last step um, where we discuss di different methods of commercializing um, an invention. Um, one of my um, favorite real-life lessons, uh, which we used throughout um, Ideas Well Done, um, it occurred when, <clears throat> excuse me, when we were developing a new technology for heating water. And I had a young engineer uh, just out of school, um, and 
he was testing one of his ideas in our in our shop, and it basically blew up. Very, it sounded like the whole building blew up, but it wasn't <laughs> that serious. It was very noisy and and smoky. It filled the whole back room with smoke, and he and he, he came up and he was he was really pretty discouraged that this whole thing had happened. I was happy that it was in one piece. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I uh, congratulated him on, on finding one way that our solution wouldn't work. And asked him to, <laughs> and I asked him to go find another way that it wouldn't work. Um, and so every morning after that, we started, you know, we'd have our morning meeting and then send the engineers back to work on our current project. And, and we'd send them back with an encouraging, go back there and blow something up. You know, <laughs> so the lesson, the real life lesson here is that embracing failure um, is really critical to finding solutions. Yeah. And if that it's is... a lesson, that's one of our favorite lessons that we had to teach everybody that, that we brought into the business. Yeah, it, uh, failure is uh, is the fastest track to learning. So as long as yep. you apply that knowledge, and and that's a great story because even like that's how JPL came to exist was because a group of students had blown something up or almost blew something up at Caltech, and so then they yeah. set them up off site, and they said, "This is great. <laughs> Keep working on developing rocket fuel, but just not in one of our buildings." Yeah. <laughs> Good do it for us, but do it somewhere else. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah just, just not on the campus. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I imagine that guy, maybe he had his eyebrows singed off or something, but that's terrible. No, but I didn't, didn't get that. Thing is, like you said, yeah, and it, wasn't, it wasn't the last time he blew anything up either. <laughs> What'd you blow up today, honey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he gets home, yeah. Okay, so this has been a lot of fun. So what's your final uh, piece of advice, Mike, um, to our listeners who are wanting to turn the kernel of an idea um, and maybe into a lucrative invention? Okay. Um, I get approached a lot with people that have ideas. Um, you know, and, and, and creation is fun, and creation, once you're, you're really into it, is addictive. But my advice um, would be to put in the time and effort up front to study and explore your kernel to make sure it's worthy of the effort you have to put into it to create invention. So uh, pick and choose carefully because not all problems need solutions. I had two stories I would tell, tell employees. One, they're both about Thomas Edison. His first two inventions were failures because nobody wanted them. His first was a telegraph repeater that received the messages and resent them onto the next station because telegraphs could only go so far at that time. And it, it eliminated an operator and eliminated a lot of operator errors. Uh, and it was, so it was, you know, it was a good invention. Um, but the operator didn't want to be eliminated. And Edison was fired from his job for creating that. And, and the second is this his first invention as an independent inventor. Um, he had this great idea and he knew there was a problem counting votes in, uh, in Congress. So he, he created an electronic vote counter to speed up the vote counting. And 
when he took it to Washington, when it was reviewed, the quote was, this is the last thing in the world we need. The, the legislators wanted to keep the process of debating and filibustering and convincing voters to change their minds. They didn't want any electronic vote counting. So um, more than one piece of advice, but study your kernel, know what's right for you, know that it's wanted by others, and then determine your destination and take action on it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's interesting. And also knowing your audience, like you said, with uh, certainly Thomas Edison's first invention, I think with the right audience, that it, it would have gone over with a as a big hit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. whoever he yeah. was presenting it to just sort of went, wait a minute, <laughs> you're talking about my job. He, 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 actually, he actually used it later in his career to uh, modify and serve a different purpose and became successful. So. Yeah. Well, it sounded like it would be a, it would have been a good idea. So, um, but that it's good. That's the other thing is that you can pivot and then apply what you learn, and you can modify it. Um, it sometimes things Absolutely. aren't right at the time, but they fit better either at a different in a different market, a different situation, mm -hmm. or um, down the road. So. That is it actually true. happens a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that happens a lot where you have a product, you know, that actually might fit a, a market that you haven't even thought of. Um, so yep. that comes in. So th thank you so much for sharing us um, all this great advice um, and why you believe inventing is a skill anyone can master. That's fantastic. And to our audience, there is so much more out there on Mike's website which is inventingpathways.com. And uh, Mike, I'm so glad that you joined us today. Well, thank you, Lynn. I, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to share with your audience and, and spend a little time with you and Amanda. So it's been fun. Yeah, Thank you. It has. it has. So this is great for all of you looking to follow your passions um, and or build a new side hustle. Um, this has been a very informative discussion. And if you have ideas and you would like to share them, hey, we've been talking about inventing, right? Hey, um, chime off in the comment section. We want you to be creative. We'd love to hear from you. And if you do have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. And of course, if you want to stay current on all of our insightful advice and breakthrough advantages, sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter. All right. Thank you so much for listening.